In our breakout and best-selling book, Looking for Angels, A Guide to Understanding and Connecting with Angels, Dr. Scott Guerin and I share how you can communicate with angels, understand signs from the universe and these celestial beings, feel at peace knowing you are always connected to source, and much more. Get your copy today at lookingforangelsbook.com, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or your local bookstore. And now you can even get the audio version narrated by me and Scott through Amazon, Audible, and iTunes. Hi, all. Nicole here. This podcast is intended to inspire you on your personal spiritual journey to inner peace. I am not a psychologist or a medical doctor and do not offer any professional health or medical advice. This applies to the podcast guests and or co-hosts. If you are suffering from a psychological or medical condition, please seek help from a qualified health professional. You are listening to A Psychic Story a podcast that shares behind-the-scenes insights of people who lead supernatural lives among the ordinary. And I'm your host, Nicole Bigley. Join me every Wednesday as I dispel the myths behind magic and lore. Welcome to A Psychic Story. Mysticism. Hello, Psychic listeners. Welcome to another episode of A Psychic Story. Game changer, intuitive gifted healer, guiding light, life-changing magic, and a blessing are often how Atusa Rasan's clients describe their experience with her. She is a certified heart-centered transformational healer, shaman, spiritual teacher, digital artist, poet, and motivational speaker. Atusa has extensive experience in and passion for helping individuals to discover and tap into their true self in order to unlock their potential to experience their desired life in terms of abundance, relationship, and personal well-being. She has been featured in Potomac Lifestyle Magazine, Entrepreneur's Herald, and USA Today. She is most proud of the positive impact she has made in her clients' lives, which is reflected in their testimonials. Welcome to the show, Atusa. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, so excited because we've been trying for a while now for a variety of reasons. We haven't necessarily been able to nail down the interview yet. So super thrilled that we're able to finally talk. And we had covered off several weeks ago about what we wanted to talk about. And you have such a wide variety of things. So the focus for the conversation outside after we hear your story is going to be about animals and nature and the importance of that. But before we get into that, would love to just hear more about what got you started on your spiritual journey and the path as a light worker that you're on now. Again, thank you. And I know universe works as magic, and I guess this was the right time for us to be here. For me, the way I got started, it's an interesting story, but I went through, as all healers, I think healers, shamans, everybody has their own journey. So I had my own journey of growth and finding out my truth, my capabilities, my gifts, and we all have it. It's just a choice of what we're, we want to do, what we set our path to do. But once I got to this point, it was interesting that I look back and I knew at a young age, I remembered uh, 
that I said I wanted to be a healer. So that goal that was set at a very young age, I guess, set everything else into motion, uh, what I needed to experience to sort of gain the expertise, the knowledge, the experience to be able to work with my clients. But yes, I come from a divorced family, very contentious divorce. I lived in Iran throughout the revolution of Iran, the Iran-Iraq war, moved here. Again, this is all pre-elementary school age. And I was around 11 when I moved to the U.S., not speaking a word of English. And I went through actually Germany. We were there for six months. That was a whole journey on its own before we could come here. And when I got here, it was during the time that everybody knew Iran as the Iran hostage crisis. So that was a fun experience right there. And then I sort of fast forwarded and said, you know, okay, I just need to get out, make money, do my thing. So my background is in electrical engineering. That's where I got my degree from. But all along, there was a knowing, there was a feeling that there's more to this. There is something else I need to be doing. So I was still meditating, studying, you know, listening to different gurus and everything. And sort of alongside this was practicing different things for myself, um, getting certificates, things like that. And I would mainly work with friends and family. And at some point I went through a very bad divorce. And I think that was the breaking point of just, I couldn't do the work that I did for many years. I couldn't do my engineering work. And I sat there and suddenly it was just, all right, I can't do this. So what do, where do we go from here? And one of my friends encouraged me. It's like, you know, you've been doing this for friends and family for a long time. You've got this. So why don't you just go ahead and do this now? And so I was like, wow, yeah, okay. And that sets all, set off the art, the healing practices, how I ended up here. <laughs> wow. You've had certainly a lot of experiences. I'd love to talk a little bit more about what it was like for you to come to an entirely new country and acclimate and how, if anything, that your spiritual connection or connection to the divine and spirituality evolved? Did it stay the same? And what that whole experience was like, if you don't mind sharing? Sure. It was very hard to come. Like I said, I was 11 years old, coming from Iran, totally different culture, different experience, and also not speaking the language. So the language barrier, that was one of the biggest uh, challenges I remember. And my aunt, God bless her. So we got here, like it was on a Friday and on a Monday, I started school. She did not, you know, my aunt and uncle, they did not even give us time. And at that point, when I came, this is back in the 80s. They were not messing around. <laughs> no, they were not messing around. And this is back in the 80s. So I was in an area that was predominantly white Americans and not a big international community. And the school she put us in, it was one of those schools that went from like kindergarten to high school. So it was like massive. And I had never seen such a thing. Like I walked and I was like, oh my God, you know, what is this? And, but just the size of the school was intimidating. 
riding the school bus was intimidating. And I got there. I remember they gave us our schedule on a piece of paper. My sister, she's five years older, so she was off on her own. And, you know, I just like, and I didn't know like I would get lost and I would just like point to this piece of paper. So, you know, like everybody's like just pointing to the piece of paper as to where to go. So it was difficult. It was challenging. And, um, but we know we learned the language and, um, but the hardest part, like I said, during that time was the hostage crisis that had happened. And so there was this look of people that we got that, you know, were terrorists and you're looked that way. So it was just getting over that as well. And as far as spirituality, different things. It was a clash, to be honest, between spirituality and religion for me always. Again, it was as a young kid growing up in Iran and predominantly Muslim. And my family, both on my mom and dad, they sort of went back and forth into sort of not very religious, but still religion here and there play a big role in our lives. But again, all the teachings for me, it was always, I remember as even very young, it's like, some of this doesn't make sense to me. It's not all that they say. And so I think at that point, uh, when I came here, it was more about survival and not really even worried about anything religious or spiritual, but just surviving. Let me get through this. No, I can only imagine or can't even imagine. And, but that's also why I was asking because I didn't know if sometimes when people go through traumatic events or have these experiences, they go inward more and they feel that connection to the divine a little bit, even if it wasn't quote unquote spiritual, right? As a child, there's still sometimes they show up for us in so many more meaningful ways. And that's why I was just curious to see if you, if maybe that's also part of why you went in the direction you did as you got older. No. At that point, uh, like I said, I think it was always in the background. It wasn't really something that I focused on because my main focus was always on survival. It was always on being loved and accepted on the outside, being part of something. So then, and again, that was like, I was 11 years old back then. And, but throughout it was, as I was getting older and older, there was a play between like the outside inside, you know, keep like, okay, when I'm going on the outboard, I just feel miserable. But then when I'm coming back and doing my practices, I feel better. So there was this push and pull and all necessary for, like I said earlier, to learn what I needed to learn to get here. And so you mentioned that, you know, when you went through the divorce and you had a hard time with or struggling with the the full-time career in engineering, you did healing through art and poetry and everything else. When was that shift to energy healing and your work as a shaman? When did you know it's not just a passion for my, you know, passion project, but something that I want to do full-time and help others? Yeah. The energy healing, I, um, was I actually, 
actually during my engineering career, I got my certification. So again, it was something I was practicing with friends and family already. But right when I stopped doing engineering work, it was, like I said, my friend encouraged me to put my artwork out there. My friends encouraged me like, you've been doing this already and start doing it now. But as a passion project, in you know, throughout, again, that playback going outward, inward, and me doing the studying and getting the certifications was always part of what I knew this is what I'm meant to do. But pulling the plug on it is very hard, especially when you have a career as an engineer and you're making good money not to say buy to all of it and suddenly like switch off to something totally different it's very scary and but I needed that push like I said I'm grateful for my divorce and everything because uh, if that had not happened probably I was still playing the back and forth but that was what I needed to say okay you know this is it I'm stopping I need to do this now You had said that your first spiritual experience was that you had adult communication with spirit and it was heart opening and full of gratitude. It was both visually and feeling in the presence of one of your guides. And then you went on to say you didn't tell really anyone about that except maybe one or two people. And then it took you some time to open up. So share a little bit about what that was like, because it sounds like you were doing the energy healing for a while and you know there was still a little bit of that nudge that needed to do it full time. Was that the moment or was that more more of a personal experience and it still took you some time? It still took me some time. It started out with me, you know, and I think that's part of the biggest hurdle for a lot of people when they sort of feel this, feel or see or communicate with this unseen reality that's there. And you're sort of like, everybody goes like, well, it's in my head. That really didn't happen. I really didn't hear that. I really didn't see that. And um, especially, again, being focused on something that I was like, you know, science and engineering, you know, then this is all real stuff per se. As they said, actually, there's nothing real about that either. But anyway, and to so there's a trust that needs to happen, not just trust on the outside and what you're receiving, but trust in yourself, trust in saying, okay, whatever this is, it feels good. It feels right. Let me follow it. So that definitely took some practice and took some trust to get there. But yeah, it was a great experience. Like I said, I would have visions or feel and communicate, but then it was like, it's not real. You looked at the light a different way or you know you had something on your eyes and that caused you to see something or it was your creative imagination or whatever it is which is a big one which by the way is the actual bridge I think that creativity and that whole thing connects us to the divine on that frequency and so a lot of people question when they have a thought that pops in oh that was mine it wasn't something else it wasn't source so exactly and a lot of my communication did happen on nature walks nature was the the most and that's what i tell everybody if you want to connect to yourself if you want to connect to the divine uh the best place go out in nature unplug and you know don't be listening to music or uh talking on the phone 
don't even go with anybody because then you're going to be talking to someone else. Just go by yourself. No other noise. Go at a time even when there isn't going to be anybody on the trail. And you'll just have the most fantastic, amazing experiences and communication. It's the closest you can get to divine God, whatever you want to call it, source. It's the best experience. Okay. So can you share about, you know, how you started with not just the energy healing, but then shifted into your shamanic practice. And for people who may not be familiar with shamans and what it is that they do, also give us a a basic understanding of what that is. Sure. So the energy healing, my first sort of doorway into this work that I did, it was like the sort of the safest way for me to dabble into this and the trust, build that trust in myself and my surroundings and the energy and the things I was feeling and um, seeing and hearing. So I did went through the whole certification of getting it going for a master level and that and the work I was sort of, I didn't even know it was happening was very interesting that, you know, so I would see, get videos even from different gurus that there was a guidance in there. I would get messages and everything. And sort of all of this, I was developing these techniques and forms that I was healing myself. And again, it was right after when I stopped the engineering work, started the energy healing practice and my art and everything else. It was art, poetry, energy healing, and, you know, starting to incorporate some of the things that I had already done for myself and techniques. And again, I kept getting messages about shamans and being a shaman. And again, for those of you, shamanic practice, it's actually, it started in Siberia. It's one of the oldest traditions. And it's a way of sort of medicine men, medicine women call it. There's a communication with spirit that happens that is of the purest form that you are basically asking spirit guides to help whoever, whether it's you, whether you're doing it for somebody else, bringing that message of healing, bringing that process of healing and working with the spirit to sort of untainted message. So you you basically don't bring any of yourself into it, you know, your own thoughts or feelings or emotions or fear. It's sort of journeying to get the guidance from a spirit and bringing it and working on a client. So everything was coming and then I found the shaman to work with and it was interesting. Every time I got something like a lesson, like said, you know, basically I would get guidance, like go do these things, work on these things and, you know, work with your spirits and tell me what you find. And anytime I got something, I was like, I already do this. I already do this. I already do this. So it was interesting. So we got to a point and he said, okay. So apparently you've been doing this. And so let's just fine tune it now. Let's go in a little bit deeper and fine tune everything you have. So that was interesting. And also it took me a long time to realize that, especially with shamanic practices, there were a lot of things that I grew up with that are part of shamanic practice, but I never looked at it that way. Or it was never 
brought out to me that way. For example, cleansing, you know, you use the sage for cleansing and everything. Growing up as a kid, both households, my, in my parents, both my grandmothers used the incense. It's called espand in Iran. It's a tradition for cleansing and, you know, sort of like the bad energies, clearing the bad energies from a person, from a place. I grew up with that. And I never, like, once I went deeper into it, it's like, oh, my God. I, or there were other traditions of leaf reading, coffee reading, uh, card reading. You know, like, it wasn't sort of tarot, but it was different cards that they had. And even with eggs, you know, there was this thing that you do for clearing the energy. And yeah, I've heard about that. <laughs> I grew up with all that cupping, things like that, all of it. And it took me like all this years, like, hey, wait a minute. I grew up with all these things. That's why it's just a part of me and part of who I am. And so with the shaman practice, how is that? And I guess it's not really different as much, right? It sounds like you already do, you you learned some of those things growing up, not realizing what they were. You worked into the energy healing or worked your way into the energy healing, I should say. And then the information and messages that you were receiving about shamans and shamanism, which by the way, I'm sure you know this, but it's probably the fact that you were shaman <laughs> in some past lives. And so you're just tapping into that knowledge and that wisdom that you already have have. So you were kind of coming full circle with that. Have you created a different type of practice for your shamanism? How do you incorporate the energy healing or did it just kind of all bleed together? Beautiful question. I love that question. Yes, I definitely, everything came together. So I called my main session that I work with clients, I have different sessions, but the main one that I love and, you know, all those wonderful testimonials that you read is part of that, um, what I call life transformation past trauma release, which is bringing all that I know and all that I've experienced throughout my life and techniques that either learned or gathered all of it together to be able to take the clients from where they're at with however they're coming to me, you know, physical symptoms, emotional symptoms, past traumas, some deeper than the others, and helping them heal and clear and release these things and sort of reprogram them so that, you know, how many ever sessions, like I, somewhere between average of eight to 10 sessions, sometimes a little more, to come to this place that now they're loving themselves. Now they've transformed not just their life because as they're shifting, you know, everybody else that's around them, they shift with them and loving themselves. And some even change careers. The best feeling I would say is that to see them that they truly are loving themselves, they're starting to trust themselves and trust life and not really go so much into the up and down of life, but more the flow of life. Wonderful. And one of the things that we also wanted to talk about is the fact that magic is all around us and then we can experience it through nature. What we would call these so-called coincidences are actually, you know, our everyday experiences. There's this larger kind of synchronicity. So let's dive into that. <laughs> so when you say magic is around us, what do you mean by that? So my tagline actually is transform your life, choose to see magic. And it truly is a choice. 
because it is around you and it takes a choice to see it, a choice to connect to it. And with that choice then comes the trust that we talked about earlier. You know, magic can be that like you're looking at the sun and you see like rays and bubbles and forms. That's magic. Now, some people say, well, it's lens flare. And I always say, okay, to you, it's lens flare. To me, it's magic. I see actually forms in there. Or going on a nature hike and there's a squirrel that comes up and the squirrel is walking with you a little bit. You know, some people say, well, that's a coincidence. It's just the squirrel is there and you're just there. It's like, yeah, maybe if you like to look at it that way, I'm seeing the squirrel walk with me and I, I'm feeling a communication there. You know, it's funny that people with pets, they say, you know, they talk to their pets and the pets understand them. Yet, you know, isn't that magical by itself? So it does take, I think, a choice and a trust. And then everything around you from light, from, you know, like I, everybody knows me. I see a lot of hearts, you know, I go out, hearts and rocks, food, wherever, to the point I said, okay, let me just create an Instagram page for all the hearts I'm seeing. And that is a form of magic. And it's not just mine. Everybody has it. It's just that I opened to it. I chose to believe in it. And yeah, I see every day, 20, 30 parts, whatever, everywhere. Yeah. And the way you're saying it, what I was getting downloaded or the message I was receiving is that however you want to call it, magic, what have you, it is really our connection to the divine and how we filter through a lens of something, we perceive something is the choice that you're talking about. It could be our logical brain kicking in. It could be, or our ego, which is really what that is. Or it could be that part of ourselves that is still connected to the divine and we choose to filter and tap into that vibration and that frequency to get the message, to understand what that connection is and why we're experiencing it. Exactly, exactly. If you look at the you know, we are source, we are part of the source connected to the source, and we are source. So as source, if you know, if I'm consumed by this physical presence, physical body, how else am I going to wake myself up? I have to keep giving myself messages. Hey, do you see this now? Do you see this? So it is you sort of everything around you, everything that's happening with you is sort of to wake you up to that divine presence that not just inside of you, but also surrounding you everywhere. What are some ways that you recommend to your clients or to some of the listeners that are listening to this now where they can start to be on the lookout for that magic, find that magic? You mentioned it's a choice, but what are some other things that maybe you also mentioned nature and walking in nature, but some other kind of tips or things that they can do? Nature being number one, the second part of this is that starting to love and gratitude. That, that's another big way that you can start to connect with things because the divine source, the divine that's in us, the divine that's surrounding us, it's all based on unconditional love. And when you connect with that, and you start to love yourself and love everything around you and be grateful. That love and gratitude sort of comes from the inside. It's flowing from you. It's natural. 
And that sort of also helps with connecting with everything else through that energy. So love and gratitude. And I always say, don't do the BS type things that everybody, oh, I'm grateful for my house. I'm grateful for the money in my bank. No, none of that. You know, grateful for the little things. Like I wake up, I was like, oh my God, I love my pillow. Thank you, my pillow. You're so good. I love you so much. You know, with my phone, this device, the little device that you take everywhere. Or I love you to my window. I'm so grateful for the window that I just like, I open my eyes and I can see the sun. So anything and everything, let it be source excuse for you to, you know, express that love and gratitude. And then love and gratitude for this magnificent machine that we're, it's our basically home in this uh, lifetime. Love, be loving to it, grateful for it, little parts, you know, I love my eyes. Even it could be as small as your eyelashes. I love my eyelashes. Thank you. You're so cute. You're so pretty. I love you. You know, to your fingernails, fingertips, whatever. So love and gratitude. And the other thing is just being present in everything you do. Whether you're eating, you're drinking, taking a shower, being present, and even in that, bringing some love and gratitude, you know, when you're eating, there's so much goes to go goes in that food. If you think about it, from the source of it that you know the farmer, whoever that cultivated it, the sun, the soil, everything that went into it, and then from there to get it to the grocery store, from grocery store to there's just so many people, so many things goes into that one dish that you're having. That one sandwich that we're just like, oh, it's just a sandwich. This is so much more than a sandwich. So that's another way to start to see that magic. Yes, absolutely. And what you were talking about or when you were talking, what I was also getting is the reason why that's important. And for people that might say, yeah, gratitude, love, I hear that all the time. What does it really mean? Our bodies, because we're physical bodies, they vibrate at a certain level, which is denser. So that allows us to be present physically. But because we're also spiritual beings, like what you were saying, the presence is important because when you're thinking about the past and you're thinking about the future and you're not present in that moment and you're not grounding yourself, you're really technically not in your body. You're not experiencing things. You're not connected to the physical, the spiritual, the emotional, and the mental. And so there's that. And then the love and the gratitude are that frequency, that source, divine, whatever you want to call it, operates at that our angels and guides and our spirit team operate on. So the more we can tap into that frequency, i.e. we vibrate at that state, we're able to connect with them. So while you think it sounds simple, (laughs) oh, just love, gratitude, all those things, that's why it's so powerful because there's so much more happening real time and behind the scenes in order to get us there. Exactly. And that's why I tell everybody, go beyond the regular stuff that you're saying, loving. Oh, I love my kids. I'm grateful. No, go beyond little things. Actually, the more little things that you can connect to and say love and gratitude to and feel that love and gratitude for, that presence get bigger and that magic feeling gets bigger as well. And beautifully said, you said it really nicely, that it's that energy, that frequency that you tap into and 
align with. Thank you. It's from source. (laughs) I love it when they give us the messages like that. So talk a little bit before we're done here about your book and, you know, what is it about the premise and what caused you to want to write it? The book I'm working on, hopefully soon to be out. I have a chapter in another book. It was a multi-author book. That's on my website for anybody that's interested. It's sort of my life story, how I got here. But this one is uh, basically what we're talking about here, which is, you know, the history of our existence, sort of. So like why we are in this state that we are, um, the world that we're living in. And it's sort of, you know, going through that history a little bit where, which is separating from love and going into a fear-based approach. And the more we went that direction, the more we separated ourselves and the more we separated, you know, whether it was culturally, geographically, uh, with gender, whatever, it just keeps separating and separating. And that separation has caused separation from our own truths. So the book just talks about that a little bit and also then gives you guidance and how to connect back to your true essence, your divine essence, to your I am, basically. I love that. I It's so amazing how synchronicities happen because I was just in a session yesterday with someone where this came up, where the person actually started channeling information for me. And I, I said, time out, this is your session. But Ultimately, that was exactly the message is that there's so much divide, even more so with technology and other things happening. And going back to what you were talking about, the physical body and also the energetic body and then being present and what that means to connect that that connection, we keep talking about it, that word, but it's so important because you're right, we are source, but we sometimes don't feel like we're part of the source. And also the fact that we have community amongst ourselves, our other selves, who are all the other people, you, me, the people listening, we're technically not ourselves. We're really all one, right? And so all of that, that just idea and trying to understand it kind of blows your mind because we're taught when we're first born you're an individual and that's when the ego kind of takes over. And so it's beautiful that you're working on that. When do you think it'll be out? The book has almost done the written part. Then it goes through that whole process of editing, design. I'm hoping latest summer uh, it should be out. I'm right there with you. It's, it's, it's a process. It's not just writing and then, you know, getting it printed. There's a whole formatting, the technical editing, the content. I get you. So I'm going to send you, send, sending you much love for getting through that process because it can be a little, uh, you know, intimidating at, at times, but you'll get it done. Well, when it is available, please let me know and I'll be sure to update the show notes for when people want to purchase it. At the same time, do you have a way that if they sign up for your email that, you know, they'll be alerted when it's available? Sure. If you go on my website, which is my first name, last name.com, there's a subscription link there and you can subscribe and definitely when it comes out, I'm going to be sending an email out. Great. And so um, before I give all of your other information, is there anything else that you wanted to share based on our conversation that we didn't have a chance to get to? Really get up every morning, look at yourself in the mirror, look deep into your eyes and say, I love you. And just connect just that energy that you're sending to yourself. Not It goes inside, opens you up. And once you open up, everybody else, everything around you opens up. 
That's beautiful. I need to start doing that myself. We forget that that's a simple thing that we can do every day. And I imagine connecting and seeing yourself too, as you're looking back and reflecting, shares a dual purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time. So for people who are interested in finding out and connecting with Atusa, her website is A-T-O-U-S-A-R-A-I-S-S-Y-A-N.com. I'll be sure to include that link for her email newsletter. So if you're interested in getting her book when it's out, you'll receive it. And on Facebook, her handle is at soul, Y-S-T-I-C. And then any other contact information you want to share? Yeah, my Instagram is probably the easiest, which is my first name, R-A-T-O-U-S-A-R. So that's my handle on Instagram. (laughs) Okay, great. Yeah, I meant to put that on there. I wasn't listed here. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you being on and sharing your story and experiences and everything. And love always talking about magic and our synchronicities. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you to your audience for listening and being with us today. Thank you for listening to A Psychic Story. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and join the conversation on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. All episodes are free on your favorite podcast player or at apsychicstory.com. Have a question? Is there a topic you'd like to hear more about or have a suggestion for a future guest? Send an email to contact at apsychicstory.com or leave a voicemail message at 1-800-880-1881. We'd love to hear from you and you may even be featured on a future episode. If you're interested in booking a session with me, you can do that directly on the website. And if you want to hear even more content hosted by yours truly, check out my other show, Supernatural Matters. Reminder that you are automatically entered to win either a free 20-minute intuitive or energy healing session with me if you leave five stars along with a positive review. Currently, reviews can be left on Apple, Stitcher, Podchaser, or CastBox podcast players. Don't forget to email contact at a psychicstory.com when you do, because it allows me to get in touch with you if your name is pulled in the drawing. Your name stays in until you win.